for the past few weeks, we've been talking about legacy. We talk about being attractive. And last Sunday, we were looking into the some attributes of David. We mentioned the fact that David eliminated his weights. We talk about the fact that he inquired of the Lord, that he made provision for his follower. We talk about that he gathered resources to protect his followers. And lastly, we talk about that he took responsibility for his actions. These are things that actually help David to be great. Today, we want to pick one more attribute. Like I said, I have more than 12 attributes. But we're going to treat just one today. And I will title today's message as Honoring God. How are you honoring the Almighty God? Honoring God. David is known to honor the Almighty God. I don't know how you honor God. But let's open the Bible to the book of First Samuel, chapter 2. First Samuel, chapter 2. First Samuel, chapter 2. If you are there, please read verse 30. First Samuel, chapter 2, verse 30. Amen. My focus to in this particular verse is the last part. Say, for them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. The way God handled David is different from the way he handled anybody. He called David a man after his heart. David wasn't a perfect man but yet God says this is a man after my heart David was not a perfect man but yet God compared every other king that ever lived to David God made David a standard a model if you read the book of Kings you will see the Bible will say and he wasn't as faithful or as perfect as my servant David. That was how God rated David. Why? Because he honored God. How do you honor God? Let's open our Bible to the book of 2 Samuel chapter 6. 2 Samuel chapter 6. Second Samuel chapter six. I will read verse fourteen, or from verse fourteen. Second Samuel chapter six, from verse fourteen. And David 
danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was guarded with a linen effort. And David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was guarded with a linen effort. If you look at the Hebrew word for this danced, he actually talk about that David danced by making a wild feet movement. In other words, he wasn't just dancing like this, no. He wasn't even just dancing like this, no. No, no, it's not, his dance wasn't a common dance. In fact, some scholars describe David's dancing because if you read further, let's read a little bit down. Okay, I think that was when Micah was talking to him. Let's read verse 16. And, the, and as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Micah, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. See, so the way some scholars describe David's dancing was that he was leaning on one, one leg and the other leg was going like that. Wild feet, you know. That was the way. He was dancing like no other person. That was why the Bible described it as dancing with the whole of his might. Everything in him. He did more than that. To honor the almighty God. See, David was supposed to be wearing what? A royal robe. A royal garment. See, at first when I was preparing for this message, I actually looked for a picture of a royal garment. It looks pretty. But there is no way for you to make a wild feet movement dancing before the Almighty God. It's impossible. If you look at it, it was straight down. Beautiful. But it was straight down. If you're going to make anything that this is all you can do in it. Because kings are not expected to be doing that. That's childish. That's, that, that's poverty. That's for a servant. For a king, no, you walk majestically. You know, you take that step one after the other as a king. And you move this way and that way. But David wasn't interested in that. Yeah, I know I'm a king, but I'm before the king of kings. Say, so I forgot about my king. So this king I'm talking about, I'm nothing but a servant. So David said, forget the royal garment. Say, I don't need the royal garment. I want to be like everyone. Because they are carrying the ark of the almighty God. And David said, you gave me a linen effort. Just like everybody. Every one of you. Because, see, the only people that can carry the ark of God are the priests. And for these priests to be able to serve, they are servants. To be able to serve effectively, they have to put on a linen effort. That will make them convenient. It's very comfortable. They can carry things. They can move around. They can dance and do everything. David said, I want to be just like that. I want to be free. I want to honor my God. That was upsetting to the wife. Say, what? I can't even recognize you as a king. You were nothing but the servants. So shameless. 
That was the wife's response. Say, look, I'm disappointed at you. But as far as David is concerned, he says, I'm not dancing to you or for you. I'm dancing before my God. The Almighty God, the one who chose me above your father and above everyone in Israel. That's the person I'm dancing before. How do you honor God? What's in your way of honoring the Almighty God? For David, the royal garment is not going to be in his way of honoring the Almighty God for what God has done for him. Maybe you don't know what God did for him. He was a shepherd boy. Not just that. He was a shepherd boy who was not recognized by his father. Who was not remembered by his entire family. That it took the Almighty God to say, I'm not making a move until this man or this boy comes down here. This is a boy that was going to be killed in the king's palace. Even while he was playing and healing somebody. This is a man that was in the jungle running after for his life. This is a man that was already in a straight way, in a, in a tight corner. The Bible said there was a fence. He entered into a city that has no exit. And the king and his host were coming. It took the almighty God to give King Saul another assignment. He caused the, an, an enemy to invade the city that they had to call and say, Saul, we have, a, we have a higher problem. Leave David alone. Let's go and secure the city. And he had to stop and, and, and went back. Well, you saying, well, pastor, that's David. How about me? So are you saying God hasn't done anything for you? That you are here today is huge. Many people want to be here today, but they can't. There are several accidents that happen. Well, I'm always careful when I'm driving. How about the other people? <laughs> we prayed on Wednesday that we will not fall victim of someone else's error. There are several people who have died just because of someone else's error. About a few weeks ago, I was invited as a guest lecturer with another lady. And the lady was sharing her story. And she was crying as she was sharing her story. Her husband died in a car accident because somebody who was a teenager was driving drunk. And that was it. End of the life of the husband. According to why it happened about 15 years ago, she's still crying today. Every time she talks about it, she still cries. Not, not her fault, not his fault. Someone else, error. But you are here today. Yesterday, a friend of mine was supposed to get out of work at 3 o'clock. But then he called me around 5 o'clock and said, hey, okay, I'm so sorry. We just have a huge trauma. Several people were rushing to the operating room, so I can't come right now. I said, okay, that's okay. This was in Waterbury. And you live here too. And you were not part of that particular accident. Is it enough to honor God? Is it enough to thank God? On Friday, I was in New York when I went for my class. And I saw, the first thing I saw was a big signboard like the one at the back that says, for God, nothing shall be impossible. So I was, I looked at the thing, and before I read what was on it, I said, let me look at the person who is carrying this, you know, platform, or placard, poster. And I saw this person with no arms, 
a rope was tied in that poster and it was hanging here, nothing here. And it says, I lost both hands in an accident. The money you give me, I'll be able to use it to get some prosthesis so that I can do something with my life. For some reason, I usually don't give beggars money. Only when I'm, you know, when it was impressed in my mind. But this, I didn't even wait for the Holy Spirit to tell me whether to give or not. I just gave. I didn't only give, I was still thinking in my head, how can I shorten the time for this man to get a prosthetic something in his hand? This was on Friday when I was in New York. How are you honoring the Almighty God? I met several people and we'll be talking and they will say, well, my daughter has this, my son had that. What, what do you have? I said, nothing. I said, really, you, you kid? I said, I don't have anything. Nobody in my family has something. And they actually say, oh, you are blessed. Yes, I know I'm blessed. This happens all the time. Or you say, well, pastor, but I have some, I have a child that has something. Okay, agreed. Maybe you have somebody who's on medication, routine medication. But is it working? Because there are several people who they use every single thing possible and there was no hope. We have reasons to thank the Almighty God. It was shocking to me, especially in this part of the world, to see people who sleep outside, even in the snow. It was shocking to me to see people who use heat, source of heat, is on the street. On the street, there are some, you know, slits, you know, some holes whereby they put all this metal in there. There's some heat that's coming out of that. So they sleep on the floor so that a little bit of that heat that is coming on the street can get to them while they cover up. I have all the bundles, jacket, everything. I'm still freezing in the city of New York. And I couldn't wait to finish my program and stop walking around in the snow. But this is where they live. That's where they sleep day in day out but you have a roof on your head you think it's because you know how to do it no it's by his grace it's by his mercy so how do you return that to the almighty god are you allowing your garment to be in place of you honoring the almighty god are you allowing your position your status to affect you in honoring the almighty god david said no i don't care about that royal garment it's nothing to me. I got to serve the Almighty God. I have to honor Him. I have to praise Him. I have to worship Him. I have to dance like never before. But you know what? That kind of dance wasn't unusual at that time. It was common. It's common among the idol worshippers. In other words, the other worshippers even honor their own gods that are no gods more than we honor our God, who is the true God. If you read the history, you realize that those idol worshippers, that is how they die while dancing when they are doing their rituals. Why can't we give everything to the Almighty God? What's in your way? David will not allow his royal garment to be in his way. Of dancing and honoring the Almighty God. We have several instances when David was going to serve by fighting Goliath. He didn't 
fight Goliath because of Saul. He said, why will this man defile the army of God? This is about God as far as David is concerned. And he said, I will go and fight this person. And Saul said, okay, if you insist, but here, take. This is an armor. The Bible said, David put it on. And he said, no, this is uncomfortable. He gave it back. So that he can be free to serve his God with a stone. So that only his God can take the glory and not Saul taking glory for that hammer. What's in your way of serving the almighty God? Joseph has a garment of multiple colors. He was taken away by his brothers and they sold him into slavery. Now, in the slavery, God favored him. He got another garment. I'm sure if you are like me, I will place high priority on that garment. So I've lost the first multicolored garment. This one that I got, I have to keep it jealously. This is, this is a garment. Second time around, I can't afford to lose it. And I'm sure he dressed it, iron it, put it on majestically all the time. But then the Bible make it clear that Potiphar's wife casted her eyes on him. And he was going to force him to do what will hinder Joseph from serving the Almighty God. The Bible says Potiphar's wife held on to that garment. What would we do many a time? Say, Lord, I tried my best. You knew I was ready to run, but I can't afford to lose this garment. And they stayed. But did Joseph stayed? No. He said, I'll let go of that garment. And he ran. Even though he knew that letting go of that garment is not only losing that garment, it's going to be an evidence. For him to become a prisoner. But he was still willing because he would not allow anything to affect him being honoring the Almighty God. He let go. How many times have we dishonored the Almighty God? Because we know that if we let go our garment, it might cause us problems. It, it might cause us to lose our job. It might cause us to get in trouble. And so we rather dishonor the Almighty God than take the blame, than take the sufferings. But Joseph wouldn't do that. He let go of his garment in an attempt to honor the Almighty God. I'll give us one more example about this garment of a thing. The blind Bartimaeus. He was blind. And not only that, he was a professional beggar. Bible scholar says that in those days, that for you to beg without a problem, you have to get a what they call an official beggar's garment. It's official, or else you can be arrested. So Bartimaeus was a professional beggar. He got that garment that he uses. Now, it simply means that letting go of that garment make him unofficial and he could get in trouble with the law 
by the way, I think 1993, in 1993, there was actually certain things. Certain people of the law in Anaheim, California, were actually suggesting that they should start issuing licenses for beggars in California. And their reason would be because, because they can identify at least 100 people who sit in the same place every single day and making money because they are either blind or crippled or something. And because they are making money, they should be subject to tax formation. And because of taxes, they need to be licensed. No, this is, if, if you Google it, you will see 1993, Anaheim, California. But it just didn't go far. That's why. We probably didn't hear about it. 1999. But in those days, beggars need an official garment. It's like their identity before they can beg. But when Bartimaeus was ready to serve the Almighty God, he was ready to let go everything and anything. He cried, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, have mercy on me. The officials of Jesus said, keep your mouth shut. But the Bible said, he cried even the more. How many of us have been discouraged from honoring God because of your pastor? Because of a minister? Because of a worker? Because of a Christian? What they have done unto you? I said, wow, if this is what a Christian is all about, God forget you. No, not Bartimaeus. Because these are second in command to Jesus. They said, keep your mouth shut. But the Bible says he cried even louder until Jesus' attention was caught. And as soon as Jesus said, ask him to come, the first thing he threw away is what? The garment. Many of us, when God is calling us, we drag off. If we're going to respond at all, because many times we don't. But if we're going to respond at all, then we drag our feet and say, well, okay, I'm on my way. Just wait. Bartimaeus wasn't going to give, it, give that chance. He knew that that garment would be in his way to run. Because remember, when it comes to the service of God, you need those wild feet movements. So and that garment is not going to allow it. So the first thing was cast it away and ran to meet the Lord. That's honor. That's honoring God when you do it with speed. Not only is that garment that Bartimaeus casted away an official garment, that's all he has for cold at night. That's all he has as a shade on a sunny day. But he was willing to let go that garment because he was ready to meet with Jesus. I don't know what is standing between you and the honor that you need to give to the Almighty God. You need to let it go. Is it your job, your position, your status? Let it go. God is more than everything. Is it poverty? Let it go. Sadness, let it go. Bitterness, let it go. Bartimaeus has, 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 has enough reason to say, if you are the son of God indeed, you see me, I'm blind, I'm poor, you come here. I mean, it's self-pity. Yeah, we do it all the time. 
If he has enough sense and if he has the spirit of God indeed, he should know how I'm suffering. He should know that I've been in this, in this condition for a very long time. He should come. No. He would not allow that to stand in his way to honor the almighty God. He wasn't going to give any excuses. I wonder how he ran as a blind man. It simply means that he doesn't care if he falls as long as he keeps running towards Jesus. He wasn't going to give any excuse. He wasn't going to allow any self-pity. He was just going to go towards the Almighty God and, and worship Him. Don't let anything be in your way of honoring the Almighty God. Don't. Don't allow anything whatsoever. Give, it, give, it, give Him all. Whatever it takes, give it to Him. Why? Because He will honor you back. He will. In any circumstances that you honor the Almighty God, He will honor you back. God cannot hold you. When Solomon determined to honor the Almighty God, he wasn't even asking for anything. He just honored God. He gave God in a way that no one has ever given before. A thousand offering. Nobody in the scripture has ever given that. But he gave God. He made God to become restless because God cannot hold you. So he made God to become restless. God stood up and said, well, yes, son, what can I do for you? He said, oh, just wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Say, oh, no, 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 no. You gave so much. No, no, I will still be indebted if I just give you that. So even though you are not asking, I'm going to give you more riches, more. And he just bombarded him. Because that is the God we serve. Because if you honor him, he will honor. You just said it. He said, those who honor me, I will honor. How about the ass that Jesus needed? He said, well, go and bring the, go and bring the cult. If they ask, you tell them I'm in need of it. Well, as the owner, we could give excuses and say, hey, no, 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 tell me, who is that Jesus you're talking about? Were you given any money? Identity? Any sign, signal? I mean, we go on and on about all these things. But simple word, the Lord is in need of it. He wasn't asking which Lord of the Jews or of the Israelites. No, he just let go. And the cult wasn't saying, well, I haven't even seen you in my life. Why are you going to climb on me and start driving me? No, 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 I'm not going to do that. But no, it released itself. At the end of the day, what happened? An ordinary animal start to step on human beings' clothes. Because the Bible said they were spreading clothes, palm trees, everything on the floor. So, I mean, they, they are honoring Jesus, correct? But was it Jesus stepping on those things? No, he was the animal. And I'm sure he must feel important. Wow. This hasn't happened before. The same thing. If you choose to honor God at all costs, he begins to ride on you. People don't see you anymore. They see God Almighty. And they are bound to honor God. As they're honoring God inside of you, you are being honored. That is what he's saying he's going to do. And he will do it. He's the almighty God. He will do it. He's no respecter of person. You honor him, he will honor you. Honor him with every single thing that you got. If you don't, he knows it. And he talks about it. He was talking, I believe it's in the book of uh, Micah. I think so. That he was talking about those Israelites. He was telling about how they give unto him. 
He was telling, I said, the type of offering that you give unto me, why don't you give it to your governors and see if they will accept it? You know that what God understands, he knows, he knows what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. You could do whatever you want, but don't think God doesn't know. He knows his what in individuals' lives. He knows his what. So he was challenging them, he said, you know, I know you can't give that to your governor. So you go give it to your governor and see if it will be acceptable. If you can't give that to your governors, how dare you give that to me? That was what God was saying about offering in that particular place. And there are some of us that won't, you won't entertain me the way you entertain the Almighty God. And who I am? Nobody. Compared to the Almighty God. Some of us will give in a way that you will not even entertain a fellow believer, a pastor. How do we honor the Almighty God? With our money, with our time, with our service, with our strength, with our effort, with our knowledge, with our talent. How do you honor the Almighty God? What's in your way? You need to cast them aside and serve the Almighty God. I will end with this story. Our general overseer attended a Christian conference with many general overseers. And if I remember very well, many of these bishops could not even wait till the end of the program. They came to our general overseer and said, please, can you stop using that tambourine? And our general overseer said, but why? He said, it's really ridiculous, like a general overseer using tambourine. So please, you know, that should stop. And our general overseer said, just like David has said, this tambourine is for my God, the Almighty God. And he said, not only did he continue to, to use it more, he even take it to the pulpit when he had to talk and still go and still worship God before every single person with his tambourine. You can't afford, you can't, you can't, you can't be ashamed of God. You can't. You can't afford to do it. It's too costly. It's too costly. You got to make him known in all ramifications. If you have to roll, you should roll. If you have to dance, you should dance. Kneel, you should kneel. Anything at all that it would take for you to serve this God, it's worth it. You will be the one that will benefit from it. David became the man after God's heart. He was very successful. He had a huge legacy. People like him, after he was long gone, God is still referring to him. Even our Lord Jesus Christ came and identified himself with David. How? Are you honoring the Almighty God? I want us to rise up on our feet. We're not going to pray. We're going to dance. I'd like the choir to give us dance for about five minutes. I want to see if you will dance like this or you will throw away your garments and make that wild leg movement to the Almighty God, to the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords. Please give us a danceable song for the next yeah. three to five minutes.